Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. To pick up a free audiobook download, head on over to audibletrial.com slash simpletheology. Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various doctrines of the Christian faith. I am Robert Kane. And I am Rick Gromlick. What's going on, Big Daddy? Not much, man. Feeling uh, feeling dragged today. You and me both. Tired. Yeah, I just finished I my coffee, is. so I'm planning on that kicking in a little bit. Uh, uh, mine is not there yet. Yeah, well, drink up. Buttercup. Me hearties, yo-ho. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Rob, what's new in your world? Buckaroo. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some there's some new things going on. Can't exactly talk about some of them at the moment. She's pregnant. No. <laughs> you look sad that she is. When she do, <laughs> he's laughing. He knows I hit the nail on the head Danielle's there. Not pregnant. <laughs> you can deny it, but I, eventually, we're all gonna know I'm right. Yeah, maybe in a couple years, or maybe maybe less than a couple years. All right. the, so the anyway, plan is actually in less than so yeah, years, but Rob's got some big things potentially breaking. Got some irons in the fire, mm. brewing. Uh, yep. We're excited about that for you. Some big news with you this week. Are you allowed to talk about that? Um, just went through a, a church planner's assessment this past week. Very intense. Very intense. Um, it was a CMA thing, Christian Missionary Alliance thing that with the denomination I'm with, and um, it was good. Walked away with a lot of good reinforcements, some things to work on, and continue now you're pursuing on. different options. Yeah, so I'm looking for a job. No, <laughs> just kidding. It was very good, very intense, but very good. Um, just keep moving along with church plant stuff and see what the Lord does. Yeah, that's exciting. So, that's exciting. You know what it is? It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. You know what it is? <laughs> back in yellow. Back in yellow. <laughs> Uh, hey, um, uh, speaking of that, um, let's just do a quick. I'm just checking to see if the Browns are what their score is. <laughs> They're playing the Raiders. Oh yeah. So um, they could win. They could have two wins in a row. That would be. And they are losing three to seven. Mm. And um, Baker Mayfield starting. Hey man, there's potential. Throwing down by four. I don't see your Steelers up here. Oh yeah. They don't play till tonight. Yeah. Twenty. Baltimore. Hey, everyone in our That'll division hates one. Baltimore. So we're all. Everyone in our division hates everybody. No, but everyone hates Baltimore. I feel. Yeah. I feel like everyone hates Baltimore. I mean, I don't like Baltimore. So exactly. So everyone's like, Bengals and Browns fans are rooting for the Steelers tonight. Does that make you feel good? Yeah, probably not. I feel like Steeler fans are like Michigan fans, and that they never root on their conference. And they're like, you guys don't root for the Browns. Oh, it's completely Bengals, different in the NFL. Where. Like, Michigan fans never root for Ohio State fans. And I feel like Ohio State fans, if it's a Big Ten game, we're like, hey, let's clap it up for Michigan. No, I'm an Ohio State fan. I root for Michigan every game in the season except when they play Ohio State. Yeah. Unless, of course, like a loss for Michigan would be beneficial for Ohio State. Even if they're playing an, another Big Ten team? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just because you want, you want them to be the best team they can so we kick their butts. It's all the more glory for Ohio State. Uh, Yeah, in a roundabout way. I mean, if, were you going to say it in a different way, like a more of a square no, way? No, so like I, I would root for Michigan against another Big Ten team if they were playing like Iowa or the Rutgers, something the like Rutgers. that. The Rutgers? Yeah, the Rutgers. Yeah. The Rutgers. But if they were playing Penn State, then I would 
I don't know. It'd kind of be a toss-up. Whichever one's more beneficial for Ohio State. Yeah. But see, like, it's different in college because in college you're dependent on a committee to say your resume was good enough to put you in this college football playoff, whereas the NFL right. is just pure, where if you win yeah. your division, you're going to the, the playoffs, and then if you keep winning, then <laughs> you can get to the... NFL is nothing if it's not pure. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I mean, pure, unadulterated football fun. <laughs> it's fascinating to me how... I know what you mean, though. How yeah. it's so dependent on a group of people's opinions for it's the money. these schools. Yeah. Oh, it, it's ridiculous. I would it's love so to convoluted. see the, the playoff go from four teams to... To even six and like yeah. let the first two teams have a bye. Yeah. But man, I'd, I'd like to see it more so go to eight teams. But hey, maybe in a new age, it would do that. Man, there's always hope in a new age. There's always there's always hope in a new age. That's a beautiful segue, Rob. It was wasn't beautiful it? radio. Mm, thank you. If if these uh, we are thirty <laughs> some episodes have taught me anything, <laughs> it's how to have beautiful segues. That's right. So, yeah, today we are talking about the New Age movement Yep. Um, per our first listener request. Yeah. So. Josue. Riveres. Is that right? I think something like that. I don't know. Do you have it pulled up? Uh-uh. Okay. Um, but anyway, Rivera. Josue Miguel mm. Rivera. Thank you, sir. Appreciate Thank you, you for listening, man. And Tossing this out. We yeah. are happy to give all of our extensive in-depth new age knowledge on this um, which is about as deep as the articles that we've read well kind of i mean there's there's some like application stuff that's pretty significant but we can get into that stuff later yeah yeah so let's get start off with the definition here so the new age can be described the new age movement can be described as a westernized form of eastern religions beliefs combined with occultic practices self-help holistic medicines, and forms of astrology. So it's it's very much a melting pot for everything um, Eastern religion and non-Protestant. <laughs> yeah. Or have some kind of Protestant root or yeah. Islamic. So it's not it's not like an organization. They, they don't have a headquarters. They don't have any kind of hierarchy. Yeah. I mean, there are factions within it that do are more organized and structured. But as a, a belief system in and of itself, it's not like... Mormons who have um, out in uh, Idaho, um, Utah. Yeah, thank you, Utah. What's I can't think of their temple. What's it called? But their headquarters there. Or it's not like the Vatican to Roman Catholicism. Yeah, yeah. And so, so like, it's basically if you're spiritual and yeah. you like the idea of spirituality, but it's not Christian and it's not another established, yes, kind of religious belief. It, I mean, it's one of those things where it's so vague, anyone can jump in and any, anyone can claim some kind of New Age thing. And that's one of the things that make it very difficult is because it's so, um, in one sense, fluid, but in another sense, it's just so broad that it lumps a lot. I mean, as you said, it's self-help, it's occult stuff, it's astrology, some medicine stuff, um, meditation stuff. And, excuse me, just to think about this stuff, these are all things that um, there is a, uh, what's the word, that God has redeemed aspects of these things, and they're good, and God created them originally for good things, and they're distortions. Um, you know, the stars are to give God glory and to marvel in Him. Um, he does give us medicine and helps to heal our body through um, 
different means that he's given, but they're distortions of those things. And we see that a lot in the New Age movement. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're basing a lot of the things, what we say, we, we looked at a few articles here, but the North American Mission Board has a, a really great article that we'll link to in the show notes. But hats off to you, North American Mission Board, a.k.a. NAM. Tip of the cap. NAM, North um, New Age movement. Yeah, the, yeah exactly. <laughs> N-A-M-B. Um, but no, North American Mission Board is the Southern Baptist Convention's church planting uh, arm, so to speak. Well, if they're a six-armed beast, I guess. Uh, whoa. I say arm as if there's two arms, but there's more. NAM has like six organizations that they provide. Is that, that like in the Bible? Is that a beast in the Revelation? No, I, I wouldn't want to associate that with North Sounds American Sounds like Mission you just Board. did. Yeah. Didn't mean to Sounds do that, Sounds like Nam. You're, uh, you're, your future's uh, <laughs> yeah. over with There Nam. go my church planting hopes with the North yeah. American Mission Board. <laughs> no, it's, it's one of the divisions of um, the SBC. Yeah, exactly. So they're doing a lot of awesome things. Just went to a little get-together with some potential church planters. wow. Yeah, down in Atlanta last week. Georgia. And that was awesome. Really grateful for that experience. But all that to say, we'll link to this article in the show notes. Um, but one of the things that we, right off the bat, want to... <laughs> Rick's over here dancing. I wish you could see that. I um, do, too. You wish you could see it? I wish they could see it. Oh, okay. I, I wish they could have seen that happen. Yeah, it wasn't that I'm impressive. Trying to wake up. Get focused. Get energized. Energized. This show. But anyway, this so... This is important stuff. This, one of the first things we do want to say is that the New Age movement is not Christianity. But um, it's the right way. What? If you believe in it. Like, if you truly believe in it, it'll work for you. It's the right way. North, the New Age movement? Yeah. Like, you have to have faith in it. No, like, no, like, like, if you... I'm not following. If you believe it to be true and follow it, you'll be okay. I don't think so. Like, it's all going to work out in the end. No, I don't, I don't all think All roads think lead so. to heaven. No, no, no. It's all your truth and my truth. Yeah, no, no that's not the case. <laughs> No, my inner Zen told me this. Is yeah, how it exactly. Works. No, believe me, that's true. <laughs> um, Who so, are you? So, right. not only is it not Christian, but a lot of the adherents to the New Age movement wouldn't even admit that the things that they're doing are spiritual. But from from a Christian worldview, we yeah. recognize that that everything that we do stems from our view of God. Right. And we're so, all worshiping something. We yeah, are all, exactly. We're creatures made to yes. worship. And yeah. so all of our actions are in some way, shape, or form worship towards something. So want to get that out right away. Yeah. Thanks for pointing to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> beautiful radio. Um, yeah, so as we talked about the New Age movement, there's a lot of things that go into this. Um there's this idea, I mean, there's several ideas, but one of the things they talk about is nature, and I'm just going to read this. Um, so, again, this is going to sound a lot like some Eastern religion things. Um, many parts of this New Age movement desires a change in society's collective consciousness. That's a, that idea that this consciousness um, is a huge tenet of, I won't say a tenet of their faith, like they have dogma, but it's this idea that there is the universe, and everyone's part of the universe. There, it's confusing, but more or less, it's like okay. Here, here's when I'm going off topic, but we were watching Star Wars recently. Okay, this is really off topic, and isn't it? no, but it's similar because a lot of a lot of stuff you like Star Wars is very new agey. Mm. The idea of the Force, the idea that everyone's a part of the Force. It's just it's indwelled in different people. Um, very new agey kind of stuff. So the idea in the universe that we're all part of the universe. This is their um, idea that we're all um, 
God and all this stuff. We're going to get into that. But anyway, they want to reform or uh, change society's consciousness. The term new does not refer to time, but it, but to its differences from traditional Western beliefs. New Age beliefs have been held by Eastern religions for thousands of years. The New Age movement does not approach spirituality from a Christian perspective. Um, but they, as you go through some of their tenets, it's interesting that they can't help reverting back to some forms of worship. Um, and in a sense, a creator kind of a thing, but they would deny that as well. So they talk about the beginning of the New Age thought movement, spiritualism, and the um, Theosophical Society first introduced New Age beliefs and practices to America in the 1800s. Introduced um, it to America. America, yeah. So it began to gain in popularity in the 60s and 70s with um, just a, the hippies. A, a hippies. The hippie and movement. A, yeah, I mean, there's a sense of, a sense of, you know, they want... Those hippies. They were thrown off like all cultural norms at that era, and this is one of the major ones. Yeah. Um, some of the adherents they talk about, it's impossible to determine the number of people involved in the New Age movement. There's hundreds of people, that. there's tons of people involved in it, but like also, there's also like, how do you pinpoint? Because there's people who, like yoga, I mean, yeah, essentially I mean, yoga is a New Age movement Yeah, practice. it is New Agey. Um, it is but, New but Agey. But now, now it's become like a, in our culture, most people who do yoga wouldn't even wouldn't even recognize it as a spiritual thing. It's more so just an exercise. Well, but to truly understand it, I'm a master yoga. Um, do you know that? Truly understand what? Yoga. Yeah. Like, to understand it, to get to the heart of it, like, it's more than just exercise. It's about finding your center. It's about becoming at peace and feeling the energy of the universe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I would so, say probably, like, 90% of the people who do yoga don't even think of it that way. I understand that in our culture, probably so. Yeah. But... It doesn't matter if they think about that way. That's the practice they're in. Mm, doesn't yeah. mean yoga's. Um, well, it is wrong if you're going about it the wrong way. Yeah, if you're going about it that way to try and find your spiritual right. center in a way. But if that you wasn't... go about it with without acknowledging its origin or without making sure you're being careful what you're doing, you're, I mean, you're definitely susceptible to some of those false doctrines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, the New Age movement has seven characteristics, um, and like like we said earlier, these what they believe is so eclectic that it's hard to pinpoint any certain thing that distinguishes new yeah, Rob age. Rob over here, eclectic. <laughs> yeah, you know. You're such an educated person. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking some, this up, something, eclectic. Something like it's like a random this. assortment. What does the definition say? How close was I? I'm sorry, I, I didn't do it. <laughs> here we go, the audience is loving this. Eclectic. Moving the mic, so it's probably pretty loud. Deriving ideas, styles, or tastes from a broad and diverse range of sources. See? Man. Mm. So, so there, they're very there's so, there's so many different beliefs within the New Age umbrella that that it's tough to say, like, these are the all-encompassing beliefs. But these are at least seven of the of the characteristics. And so the first one is pan or pantheism. Browns are up nine to seven. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Excited about that. Touchdown, baby. <laughs> they, okay, they got a touchdown, but didn't get the extra point. This Classic is Browns are kicker. Okay. Okay, first one before oh, we no, interrupted sorry, about the Browns yeah. is uh, pantheism, that God, whether it's a god or a goddess um, in their mind, is all and all is God. So everything... Right. I'm God, you're it, God. Exactly. God, the bricks. But, God. And uh, we'll get in. We'll get into each Mythology of these. But God. yeah, we'll just say what these seven are. Um, the second one is monism, which is all is one. The third is reincarnation, which is after you die, you'll be reborn. As is it monism a, or monism? I don't know. Okay. Don't Mono. Know. Monism. 
Monocentric. Mono. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, M-O-N-I-S-M. Uh, which states that all is one. And then reincarnation, after you die, you'll be reborn as a baby and live another life. Um, number four, you are God. Do you believe in reincarnation? No, I don't. Oh, okay. You are Number four, you are God and must discover your divinity, which... Um, Where's that one? That's number four. People are divine. Which uh, is kind of similar to some LDS, Latter-day Saint. Saint Latter-day Saint. <laughs> hey, stank, girl. <laughs> Latter-day stanks. Uh, Robert Latter-day Saint or uh, Mormon beliefs yeah Uh, number five good and evil do not exist therefore there are no absolutes in morality number six separate or separate the historical person of Jesus from the Christ spirit and number seven a new age of enlightenment and transformation is coming so we're going to take each of these one at a time so hope, we're going to try and, and go over these fairly quickly, but if you yeah. have further questions, like I said, we're going to reference this uh, article in the show notes. Mm-hmm. This is us just trying to keep things simple with our limited knowledge of New Age. Yeah, and, and you can, I mean, you can boil, we will boil these down to some key th- things Yeah. once we get through this. Okay, Rick, so take that first one, pantheism. pantheism. God is all and all yeah, is God. Yeah, I mean, so go back to my, my reference to Star Wars, like, any of the forces out there, the force energizes everything, mm-hmm. we all draw from it. It's this idea that I'm God, you're God, everything's God. Um, God is all. Um, we see this a lot in ancient religions as well. However, the Bible denies pantheism. Um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1-1. Um, so there's that distinction between God yeah. and his creation. Yes. Um, see, it's, it's a huge thing to say. To say I am God and your God is all as God is to say that there is no God. Um, it's kind of self-defeating. Um, since your New Agers treasure the teaching of pantheism because it means that they also are God slash goddesses. This teaching, however, loses much of its appeal when it is pointed out that the rat rummaging through the garbage is also God according to pantheism. So it's a very small God view. Um, yeah, I- we believe God made man we believe god created the universe he is over all things so it's pretty quickly that we deny that here's the thing though that's a big kicker for for um the new age to say that no to do away with pantheism creates a huge problem because now there has to be a creator or just straight evolution one of the two if you have a creator there's order there's structure even if you deny the the um Christian belief on that. There's some kind of order, there's some kind of structure, there's some kind of hierarchy. And you deny pantheism, kind of take the rest with it. So uh, that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. (laughs) But no, uh, I also think um, Romans 1, 22 and 23 talk about uh, the warnings of those who confuse God with his creation. It says that although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of God of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. So there is a clear distinction between God, the glory of God, and his creation. And when we mix those things up like pantheism does, then that clearly is in contrast with the Christian worldview. Correct. Amendo. All right. So the second one is monism, which is monism. All, all is one. Monism, monism. It's monism. <clears throat> yeah. M-O-N-I-S-N. Monism, monism. All is one. I think it's, let's vote, I think it's monism. I'm saying monism. Okay, well you're wrong. I think you're right. What? Monism, all is one. 
So everything that exists is one. All distinctions, including your own sense um, of being, distinct from everyone and everything else, are really illusions. So that's kind of kind of goofy. Um, the belief that all is one is closely related to the New Age tenet that everything is God. According to his book, Conversations with God, Neil Donald Walsh states, the first step in finding that we are that? not apart from God is finding that we are not apart from each other. And until we know and realize... Are you, are you reading a script? I'm reading the thing that it okay. says. Okay, that's what I thought. Rick is so difficult to it be sound, It sounded like you're reading a script. I'm reading I'm going to take a nap. We've already talked about it. Okay. I said we were going through the article. <laughs> <laughs> if they want someone to... This is like audible articles. <laughs> they just want us to read it to them. I wanted to read that. Okay. Okay. You guys can look that up. <laughs> Monism. <laughs> But the biblical similar. response would be uh, similar to pantheism in yeah. that there is a distinction. God is not everything, mm-hmm. and everything is not God. Rick, what do you have yes. to say about that? Um, no, I mean, very, very similar. You know, just it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're going to find that a lot of these things, because some Eastern religions, Hinduism, Buddhism, are very cyclical. Um, they, they don't follow, like, the Western logic of, of traditional, like, linear thinking kind of a thing. And so it gets confusing, one, as a Westerner trying to understand a worldview because we're, we're not from that culture. So there's a cultural barrier that you kind of have to cross to, if you were to embrace these, or, but really to truly understand them. Yeah. Because we could read that like, this is ridiculous. But, I mean, millions of people believe in this stuff. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of millions. So you can't just deny it out and out doesn't mean it's not ridiculous. just it means you yeah. need to work to understand it. Um, we're going to talk about reincarnation. So this idea that after we die, we'll be reborn as a baby, live another life. Um, you know, we obviously know Hindus are, they definitely believe in reincarnation. Hence, they don't eat a lot of meat, especially cows. Everything, all animal life ha- could yeah, be a relative. they could be eating their uncle who was reincarnated. Yeah, exactly. Um, a big base of this is karma, the idea that you go through your life, you collect good karma or bad karma. So that when you come back in the next life, you, you hopefully elevate up. But if you have bad karma, you elevate down in Hinduism. Um, again, it makes it very cyclical. It's it's really saying you, your life matters in a sense, but it also like doesn't matter because you're just going to keep coming back and coming back. Yeah. Um, I think well, it, it, I, I'm thinking about it. It diminishes the moral aspect, moral agency of our own life in, right. that, in that yes – um, if you want to elevate up, then you should be a good person. But if someone really just doesn't care, and they're just thinking, you know what, like, if I'm a dog next, whatever, right? then they, then who's to stop them from going and doing something terrible? Yeah. Um, but, but the biblical response to this, uh, we can jump to Hebrews 9.27, which says that just as man is destined to die once, and after that, to face judgment. Right. And so... If we are looking at the Christian worldview in regards to reincarnation, which is another New Age mm-hmm. belief, um, we would say that, that we can't embrace reincarnation because it says that we die once, and after that we face judgment. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the Buddhists, you know, talk about nirvana and reaching nirvana, and um, you know, through karma and stuff. But the reality is, well, I mean, you point out the passage in Hebrews, but God has designed you um, for certain things, and there's a penalty for for 
you know, people want to substitute the word sin for karma sometimes. Like, you do good things, you do bad things. Not, I guess, sin, but works. So you do yeah. good works, God favors you, you do bad works. But, you know, Romans six twenty three talks about the wages of sin is death. And that's for everybody. Yeah. Everyone's sin, everyone deserves that condemnation. Well, and tell that to Job. What? Tell that to Job. Read the book of Job. Yeah. Hey, if you do good things... Good things are going to yeah, happen to you. Exactly. Job's throwing up his arms. Yeah, saying, what the I think heck? Joel Osteen wrote about that, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Things, he didn't read healthy, Job, did wealthy. He? Yeah. Well, Job would have had more faith, my read friend. Read the Bible, Joel. If he would have had more faith, uh, Joel or Job could have saved all that stuff. But yeah. you know, if obviously. the disciples would have had more faith, exactly. Oh, Jesus would have had more faith. He wouldn't have died on the cross. Yeah. If only God he had, had more had faith, a place to, to he would have believed in the Father. Yeah. He would. Well, he would have had like a a sweet chariot ride nice cart and donkey gig mm-hmm. going he could have I mean if he had more faith yeah yeah yeah. well I'm glad we're here to tell him that <laughs> um, so that's um, we talk about reincarnation and sometimes these are subtle things people talk about you know you're in a conversation and they're they they take snippets of new age um, beliefs and you hear it come out in small conversations like knock on wood um mm. people say stuff like well if i come back man i, I want to come back as you know this or i want to yeah. come back as a, as a dog you know dogs got it made you know and we say this stuff kind of in jest but the reality is there's there's a lot of it out there we need to be kind of keeping our ears open and realize yeah, where it even, comes from even the things we've talked about so far like reincarnation for instance there are, there are plenty of people who do believe in reincarnation whether whether strongly or loosely yeah. And they wouldn't necessarily claim to be New Age, part of the New Age movement. Yep. So it's good to, to keep our eye out on these things. So yep. uh, another belief is that people are divine. and Well, that, of course. Yeah, exactly. I'm unique and special. You're a unique snowflake. Worship me. Wow, that was uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's, that's the show <laughs> right there. Um, but so, no, like, you're right. People, there's this view, which they're so similar to pantheism and monism like monism yes that that each person is divine because i mean at least it's consistent in that if we're all god yeah we're all divine yeah which which would be a latter-day saint belief right um which is one of the reasons it's curious i don't know this but i wonder how they reconcile those what like if you were to say man that's interesting like i know a lot of eastern religions believe the same thing you know, if you're to compare New oh. Age belief of, you know, pantheism, so to speak, or that all people are divine, with theirs, I mean, they have more subtle, they differentiate that stuff, but it'd just be interesting to kind of stack those two side by side and see how they handle that, how they comment on it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe we could ask somebody who's a New Ager, but they probably wouldn't claim to be a New Ager, Animal. so how are we going to find them? I think they're not as... Evangelism, baby. They're not as tucked away as they probably used to be. <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. Okay, so what's the biblical response to the humans being divine? Sorry, are you asking me that question? I am asking you that question. Oh. I'm trying uh, to have a little back and forth here. Oh, yeah. This is a two-person show. <laughs> you know, just a little ebb and flow in the conversation. The ebb and flow. This um, is good. We can keep doing that. You talk about one, and yes, biblical response. I talk about one, ask okay, you okay, biblical okay. response. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of how this has been going. I was hoping that my co-host would pick up on that, but apparently... <laughs> It's like playing. Apparently, play. I'm talking to somebody else over here. <laughs> playing euchre, counting your partner for one. Are you talking to me? Um, who were you talking to, Rob? Um, yeah. So, biblical response again. We go back to Genesis, where we see that God created man. He created him as an image. 
he didn't treat him as an equal. Um, we see in Romans three twenty three, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Obviously, we are not the same as God. Psalm fifty one talks about being sinful from birth, being conceived into sin. Um, just so you know, you can't be divine and sinful. Uh, just in case there's any confusion on that, to be divine is to be perfect. Yeah, so I mean, like I, it's pretty cut and dry, pretty straightforward. Um, I'm going to read a paragraph here. It talks about many of the consciousness-altering techniques used by the New Agers are occult and forbidden by the Bible. God condemns the use of divination, sorcery, witchcraft, magical spells, mediums, and spiritualists. So this is an interesting thing. because It references Deuteronomy 18, 19, or 9 through 12, because I've actually had a lot, of, not a lot of conversations, but the last five years, probably a couple dozen, where people would talk about like consulting a medium or um, sorcery and spiritualist kind of a thing, divination, um, like talking with dead people and stuff, as if it's okay. Like, oh yeah, like I just think I need to talk to my mom, or it's like, no, that's not. That's totally of the devil. But it's such a subtle thing. It, I mean, it's commercials. It's on billboards. You know, your neighbor down the street. You've seen a, a billboard for. Like a medium? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. You never seen one? No, I can't say that I have. Is I, it like I, just I, for a psychic, or is it for like literally somebody who says I will allow you to talk to people? Both, definitely for a psychic. But I mean, yeah. there's we we've seen psychic billboards around town here before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm sure you've seen one. You just don't remember. Yeah, yeah it could be the case. It is the case. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Um, so how many have you been to? Uh, well, I mean, I've talked to all my relatives, so. <laughs> But you haven't you haven't shopped local for a psychic? No, I mean for you get what you pay for around here, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one's not my relative. <laughs> um, anyway, no, that's a joke. There's so it's just good to be aware that these things are of the occult. They are evil. They are of the devil. If you have someone who's talking to you and they say, "Man, I'm just I need to see," you know, I just talk. I'm talking to this medium or spiritualist or, um, you know. It's it's bad bad news, and I think we are so numb to the spiritual realm in our culture that there's so many things, there's so much going on in the spiritual realm that we have we're just numb to it. We don't realize it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So that's something to be. Um, anyway, so another a big point is that they believe morality is relative. So again, mm. hey, everything's relative. Your truth, my truth, doesn't really matter. Yeah, you think um, it's right, it's right for you, man. If it's, right. if it's wrong, then it's wrong for you. You deal with that on, yes. in your own personal life. Don't don't impose it on others. Right. So one of the things is, since all is one, there is no difference between good and evil, right and wrong. For the New Ager, there is no such thing as evil. Some New Agers even deny that Hitler's actions were evil, which, are to you, be consistent, you would have to be. You'd have to deny that. Um, are you reading off the script? No, I made you that up. Read it. <laughs> made it up. <laughs> Sounds like you're reading off the script, Rick. I did. I'm not the whole paragraph, though. <laughs> I didn't get to the whole paragraph because okay. you interrupted me. Someone's bitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, we see this so much in our culture. Hey, like, is Jesus the only way to heaven? Ah, like, I, I mean, that's a hard thing. If Jesus loves everybody, and can he really be the only way? Yeah. Um, is it sinful to live together, cohabitate before you're married? Well, like, that's like my parents' generation, yeah, but now it's not that big of a deal. Everyone's sleeping around. It's not a big deal to live together. Well, no, like morality is set. Yeah. Okay. You know, it doesn't shift. God doesn't shift. God doesn't change. So anyway, 
Well, That's my quick cut. But you want to give us some more biblical response on that, Rob? No, I'm just saying if, for the people who believe that morality is relative, they would be quick to defend themselves if somebody were to attack them. If somebody were to physically attack them and, and attempt to, to kill them, they wouldn't be like, ah, well, it's right for you. Like, do your thing. I mean, they, they would be pretty frustrated that somebody would attempt to kill them or attempt to kill a loved one because because they know inwardly that it's wrong. And so yeah. they, they would recognize that if someone just hopped in their vehicle and stole their car, they would probably call the cops. Right. Why would they do that? Be, not not because they're like, oh, it's just inconvenient for me to lose my car. I would actually like to get it back. Right. They'd, they'd be angry because something wrong. was stolen. Yeah. And they know stealing is wrong. Well, I think a lot of people, we see this where people would say, you know, we see this even with atheism and agnosticism that, um, hey, morality is not set. Morality is developed by societies. And they say society, as society grows and progresses, it determines what morality is. Well, to that, you just say, okay, well, in some parts of the world, it's okay to eat your neighbors. Yeah. That's their culture. That's their society. Yeah. Who are you because you have a car and, and you have books or whatever to say to that culture they're wrong? Yeah. Right? You well, can't. Yeah. There's no point of reference. So that's why it, it begins to crumble. Um, yeah. Well, and, and to build off of that, yeah. we, we watch the the Animal Channel, and we see a lion take down a, a cantaloupe, and a cantaloupe. Or, <laughs> that cantaloupe was rolling <laughs> so fast. What's the animal with the little antelope? Words? Antelope. <laughs> Can, cantaloupe. That's good. It's destroyed my <laughs> cantaloupe. Lies. I was like, as soon as I said that, on that cantaloupe. <laughs> as soon as I said that, I was like. I don't think that's right. <laughs> Welcome to my world. No, oh, so yes, yeah, so the takes lion down an antelope. Down the, the antelope. <laughs> Who's eating cantaloupe? Exactly. Uh, and we think to ourselves, okay, that's nature. That happens. But if we saw some bigger guy just take out another guy yeah. for a meal, then we would know that there's something wrong with that. Why? Because we know that You're we're- You're talking about like homosexuals? No. How oh. did you get that? You said taking him out for a meal. No, he takes him. <laughs> he takes him out, <laughs> kills him. Oh, he's eating him. So he can be his meal. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Big difference. <laughs> we would recognize there's something wrong there because yeah. we know that, that human beings have inherent value, dignity, and worth because we are made in the image of God, as Genesis yes. tells us. And so we recognize that morality is not relative mm -hmm. because... There is a moral law giver. Yes. Like we can tell a crooked stick. We can tell that it's crooked because we know what a straight stick looks mm, like. Yes. Good, good and point. the only reason we know that there is evil, what evil is, we can point out and say, yes, that thing is yeah. evil because we know what good is. Right. And if there is good, then there has to be a moral law giver. Mm -hmm. So uh, I dig that. That would be the, the biblical response to that. So the is this the last one? No, we've got, we've got a few more. more in there. Okay. So. Another topic would be separating the man Jesus from the Christ spirit. Mm. Um, so I don't know about this one. So I am going to read off of this, Rick. Don't call me out on it. <laughs> Too late. You already called yourself out. That's right. New Agers claim Jesus is not the only Christ. Fascinating. Uh, Jesus was one of several great teachers who obtained the Christ spirit, which is self-actualization of one's deity. Which Buddhist, Buddhism would call nirvana, I believe. Oh. All right. 
Uh, Walsh puts it, many have achieved such consciousness. Many have been Christed, not just Jesus of Nazareth. Wow. Wow, Christed. That is fascinating. Hey, homie, you've been Christed? Oh, that's so awesome. So do they have a list of all the people who have? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like St. Christed of, you know, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, they probably have some list. I'm guaranteeing you they're all dead. There's no one. I'm looking it up. Is there any li- one living who's been Christed? Good luck looking that up. I feel like, I don't know. I I feel like you're going to have a tough time finding any results on that. But anyway, yeah, but. Uh, biblical response would be that uh, Jesus is the anointed one, that he is the promised Messiah, that he is the second person of the Trinity. We have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and that Jesus was uh, with the Father before the foundation of the world. He, The Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, have never been separate from one another. Mm-hmm. They have never existed one without the other. And so, therefore, there's not many Christ. There's only one. Um, yes. The idea of separating the Christ spirit from from Jesus, it doesn't fit with a with a biblical worldview in any way. Yeah. In fact, the, the biblical worldview says that there are false teachers who would proclaim to be Christ, uh, but they are, in fact, false Christ. Very true. Vera true. Yeah. Um, another thing they talk about is they believe a new age of enlightenment and transformation is coming. Um, new agers believe the universe is evolving. Our world is about to undergo a transformation to a higher level. This change will be brought about by a shift in human consciousness toward new age paradigms. Um, really interesting thing. So it's like I just keep thinking about the person who's running around thinking like the sky is falling, but yet also the end is coming is near um, along with the person who's just like embracing like turmoil thinking it's going to usher in like this new world Um, I think scripturally speaking we believe that God has set the boundaries of society Um, he will judge all men we talk about his return in 1 Thessalonians 4 14-18 that the unrighteous will be sent to hell and the righteous will dwell forever in heaven um, these things are kind of set. So, in a way, I mean, Scripture teaches that there will be a new heavens and a new earth. There will be a new world. Yeah. Um, that much is clear. It does not come about because of understanding consciousness of new paradigms or that there's this new enlightenment, but rather that God from before time and creation is um, carrying out his plan, his design, and he's going to make that happen. So, kind of answers that question. Yeah. Um, but so, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, but at the end of the day, there, as many people, whether they openly admit it or whether it's just some beliefs that they have that kind of fit under that umbrella, yeah. Um, what they need at the end of the day is the gospel, because yep. this idea of of embracing these new age um, beliefs, they they will not save. Um, they all lead to God's judgment. Um, because they do all, all roads lead to God's judgment? All roads, but the road of Christ. Wait, what do you mean? I mean, we get to experience. Does God not judge all people? Oh, well, He does. Okay, but we will not be judged based off of our sin for those who are in Christ. <clears throat> but all roads lead to judgment. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. But not condemnation. There you go. That's the better way of saying it. And if you're in Christ, He has. He's bore that judgment for you. Yeah. Yeah. So 
with with all these new age beliefs, none of them take care of the sin problem. And mm-hmm. so they they may say that you can be elevated or demoted with reincarnation. Um, they may say that we're all divine and so there yeah. should be no judgment. But inwardly, we know the difference between uh, good and evil. Yes. Inwardly, we know yes. that, that there's something wrong with humanity. Yep. Um, and only Christianity addresses that in that all things will be judged, as Rick was just saying, um, and God will judge them perfectly. Yeah. It's it's not that right. that he's going to judge only the major things, but if you kind of fall in the cracks between uh, someone who might not be Mother Teresa, but you're also not Hitler, like maybe you'll pass through. Every right. single sin will be accounted yeah. for. Every single act of rebellion against God and against his plan, against his will, will be accounted for, and he will judge that perfectly. The hope for the Christian is that Christ has already come. He's lived a perfect life. He has paid the penalty for our rebellion so that anyone who would embrace him as Lord and as Savior and as their treasure would receive his righteousness, his perfection, and he would have paid for their sin. So therefore, all the sin that we owe penalty for, the, the punishment for, he pays for and his perfect righteousness and all the inheritance that he gets for his perfection, we receive for those who are in Christ. Yeah. The new age movement doesn't, doesn't address yeah. any of that. Right. And I think that's the, that's the hardest part. You know, you, you mentioned that point that the scales more or less, we hear that from people who denied Eastern religion or new age, but Hey, I, I just think, I think I'm a good enough person to get into heaven. I, I think I've done enough good things. You know, um, I'm a, I'm a decent person. And it's this idea that God's there just kind of weighing your good deeds against your bad deeds to let you in or out. Well, the reality is you are, you deserve condemnation. You deserve hell. You know, your right, your good things are like filthy rags to him. Well, what is it? Psalm 4 says that he can't even be in the presence of evil. Right. And God being perfect, wherever he is, is going to be perfect. And so in heaven... There's not going to be any evil. It's going to right. be perfect. And so it's not that some sin can come through. There can't be any sin. So when you when you interact with people who hold to this view, who espouse the stuff, or even parts of it, a couple things. One, definitely be praying for them. But then um, this goes back to an apologetic tactic called the Columbo tactic. And it's beautiful because you definitely need to interject your faith. But you also just begin to ask questions. And as you begin to ask questions, things will begin to falter. Yeah. And that person they should. You um, want to explain what the Columbo tactic is yeah, real quick? Yeah, so, good clarification, Rob. Mm. Um, it's from, we get it from, Lee, not Lee Strobel, um, guy who's staying to reason, Greg Kokel. Yep. And it's based off the old TV show, Columbo, where the investigator would um, begin to, hey, can I ask one more question? I just have one more question. He'd do this over and over again, and eventually, like, things would unravel, and he asked enough questions so we believe we want to be able to give a defense of what we believe and have good answers. At the same time, um, if you're in a situation where you can't, you don't feel like you can answer or defend, just ask a question like, "Hey, so you believe in New Age? So that's cool. Like, so you believe in like morality? Okay, there's no morality. Oh, that's interesting. So if someone like killed your your parent or your daughter, like, you believe that's okay? Yeah, I think there's two there's two primary questions in that Columbo tactic, and it's and we're going long here, so we'll oh. we'll wrap it up. But the the first one is, what do you believe? Yeah. And how'd you come to that conclusion? Right. 
And then if, if you are so bold, go on to that third question, which is, have you ever considered dot, dot, dot? That's where you add in yes. the biblical worldview. Yeah. So thanks for clarifying that. Yeah. But it's the idea of, you know, we see it's just so faulty and people begin to get defensive and so forth. But as soon as you can, the attractive thing about the new age thing is anyone can be in or out. Who wants? There's no, there's no qualifiers. Anyone can be in, anyone can be out. Um, but the reality is we know that's not true from Scripture. The way you convince someone, I think, that's not true who doesn't believe in Scripture, you just begin to ask them about reality um, and relativism. And So anyway, I know we're going long. Rob's going to be the wrap-up look. So anyway, I um, hope you enjoyed the episode. How can they get in touch with us, Rick? Man, oh my, uh, we don't have script. the notes in front of us. Let's yeah. see how good you are at this. Um, well, we're definitely... By we, I mean Rob's on Facebook at Simple Theology. Uh, we're on Twitter at Simple Theology underscore. You can check out our website, simpletheology.org, where you can connect to our Patreon page and support us. Thank you for those who have. Yeah, seriously. People are supporting us. You guys us. are awesome. Crazy awesome. Um, also, I think we're still doing our Audible deal. Yeah, you want deal. a free audio audiobook? Holla. Head on over to audibletrial.com slash theology. And all you have to do is sign up for a trial, and you will be hooked up with a free audiobook. And even if you do not continue on to get a, a membership where you're paying each month for a membership, you can cancel that trial anytime, and you get to keep the audiobook. Which I forgot to cancel mine. Oh, you got charged? Yeah, like I, I need to, I need to go in there and cancel. I just keep forgetting. Yeah, well, if I think I'm like two months. If you don't plan on keeping it, it, don't be like Rick. But if you want a free audiobook, head but on. But I did there. get a book out Check of it. Check it out. So it's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we love to hear your reviews, uh, your thoughts. You can definitely leave us a review. Leave us a comment. You can also throw a website. You don't have to leave us a comment, but if you do, we'll, we'll give you a we shout out. We love comments. Yeah, thank you guys for those love of you comments. Who have. But if not, just hook us up with a five-star review. You guys are great. Honest. Yeah, you can be honest. And, or you can just um, a five-star review. Go to our website, sometheology.org, and you can ask us a question or say, hey, cover this topic, cover that topic. Um, yeah, so anyway... Enjoy Man, your cantaloupes. That took forever. Enjoy your cantaloupes. <laughs> Peace out, guys.